Alrighty, folks, this is Ramblin' Ryan Wild, and today we're sitting down with Coach Xavier Webb, the head coach of your Soul Ross Lobos. How are you doing today, Coach? I'm doing great, Ryan. Doing great. Awesome. Coach, can you start off by telling us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so this is my fourth year going in as a head coach here at Soul Ross. Um, I'm originally from Wyoming, born and raised in Riverton, Wyoming, out in the Wind River Reservation. I grew up playing the res ball with some friends and everything like that and graduated from Riverton, uh, played two years of Juco ball, one year for Sheridan College under Steve Smiley, who's who's now at Northern Colorado, and then uh, my sophomore year at Central Wyoming under Pat Rafferty. And then Pat is real good friends with Cliff Carroll, and Cliff just got the job at Sol Ross that year. So he kind of told me, he's like, hey, man, there's – there's this new coach down at Sol Ross. I think you'd enjoy playing for him. He worked for Bob Knight at Texas Tech and stuff like that. I was like, all right. Because I always kind of wa- loved watching that TV show as a kid and stuff in high school. But so at any rate, so committed without a visit, everything like that. And and uh, my dad and I were driving down here in Wyoming. We're used to, you know, the mountains and lakes and rivers and stuff like that. So we were driving down, and I think we probably hit – eastern New Mexico and then started hitting West Texas and I started looking around and I was like well this coach told me there's mountains and everything like that at Sol Ross I was like I don't know daddy's like ah just give it a chance man it, it something something's gonna work out so we pulled in and we see the mountains Twin Peaks and all that good stuff and enjoyed my time here uh, our first year here we won the West Division hosted the tournament unfortunately lost to a really good Harden Simmons team that we battled throughout the year and those were some fun battles as a player and and uh unfortunately I mean we slept them during season they beat us in the tournament and they actually went on to go to the sweet 16 that year so um pretty fun year uh graduated from here and uh after graduation went to work at Wayland Baptist for two years uh we won the the SAT conference championship there our second year uh, our first year we went to the elite eight in the national tournament so that was a lot of fun a lot of success up there and learned a lot from Ty Harrelson and everything and and uh, then Cliff Carroll called me back up and because I was thinking about going back home to Wyoming to take a high school job or something and he called me up and said hey I got an assistant job opened up I was like say less traveled back down to Alpine that year we we uh we won the West Division Championship again, hosted the tournament, and uh, came up short against the Letourneau team in the semifinals that year, too. So, um, and then, then following that, uh, Carroll, he uh, he took the job at UMHB that next year, and, uh, and uh, Butch, at the time, he... He kind of promoted me to interim that year because we just hit start... We just hit COVID, so... They moved me the interim to help kind of keep the team together. We had a really good senior-led team, and so they wanted to keep that that team together. So they promoted me to interim to keep them together, and we had a good year. Made the tournament, um, and I guess did a good enough job to to have me stick around and everything like that. Jim Goodman helped re- uh, release the interim tag as well as Amanda Amanda Workman, and and I thank them a whole bunch for keeping me around at the place i love to coach at absolutely and you mentioned work or growing up on a reservation what i mean what is that like i knew you're from wyoming i didn't know you were on the the indian res 
Yeah, so it was a lot of fun growing up on the reservation. There's there's the ups and downs and everything, but growing up on the res, like me and my best friends, like since we were probably three, four years old, we go out there and play in the res- reservation tournaments and stuff like that. And so um, in a way, I guess you could say I grew up playing res ball, you know, up and down, high pace, a lot of three-pointers and stuff like that, which which was kind of my game. I was just a catch-and-shoot guy in, in college and everything like that. So um, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of great people out there. Um, I miss playing basketball out there. Every time I get home, I try to get and in, jump into one of those tournaments out there on the res, and, and uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun. You talked about hosting the tournament. So if you win the conference, you host the tournament. Is that how, how it works in this division? Yeah, so back then it was split up into east and west. So it alternated every year. So the winner of the west one year would host it. The next year it would be the east. It just worked out where that year, those two years, it was the west west side's turn, so we end up winning the west side. And, and you guys are moving up to D2, and that's going to come up a lot uh, as we talk today. So... Is that how's that differ in the second division? Yeah, division two. I mean, we're not we're just not jumping up to division two. We're jumping up into the Lone Star Conference, which is a monster in itself, man. I mean, one of the best conferences in division two. Uh, high caliber players, players that can play professional overseas and everything like that. So it really changed the dynamic of our recruiting. Um, we're going to be recruiting a different kind of player, caliber of player. And um, and try to get it to fit into the system and and uh, try to make some noise into a Division two conference. Yeah, so you guys will also have uh, athletic scholarships. So how many scholarships are they going to give you? So that's still yet to be determined. We haven't been given a set number yet. Um, they're still discussing everything like that. But as soon as we know, we'll start going to work with what we have because as of right now, by NCAA standards, we got to, we still got to talk as Division three coaches, so until the, our season's done, then we'll be a Division two school. Gotcha. And is that decision made by Sol Ross, that scholarship number, or is it made by... Yes, yeah, yeah, it's a school's decision. So let's talk about your coaching philosophy and kind of how you implement it. You t- you've talked about Bob Knight before, but I mean, I mean, what's, what is y'all's philo- or your philosophy? So if you ask my guys and everything like that, I'm a big believer in the four to one mentality it's an old Bob Knight sta- saying that he used at Tech and Indiana and stuff like that it's uh, mental is the physical is four is the one so the game's 80% mental 20% physical uh, it doesn't matter how talented or athletic the other team is if we go in there with our game plan we play mentally tough we control the ball we play defense we play team oriented defense take charges, rebound the ball, all the stuff that doesn't require talent, just requires mental toughness. Yeah, and how do you foster a team culture or chemistry? Yeah, I mean, it starts with practice. Um, Our practices aren't easy. Um, We like to get a good sweat in and and put our guys into situations where they're at a disadvantage. So they got to fight through and find, find ways to win drills when they're on the lower hand of the deal. So um, we really implement it in practice, uh, implement it in the classroom, and implement it just as a coaching staff and players all the way around. Could you walk us through uh, how you approach a game plan whenever 
I mean, game time's over, and you know who you're playing next. What are, What is your step-by-step approach uh, for that next game? Yeah, you really got to think technology nowadays. They make it a whole lot easier. Um, there's this software we use called Synergy. It kind of breaks down the film and, and everything for us. So instead of going back and clipping tapes up from the last three games, we can go on that software, and it's already clipped up. We can go find certain offensive possessions by that team. We can find certain shot selections by that team, presses, offensive sets. So it, it really makes our lives a whole lot easier than than way back in the day when you had to, you know, cut film the old way. So got to think technology for that one. So what are your goals for the remainder of the season? Our goals for the remainder of the season is, uh, is for our seniors to leave this program on a high note. Uh, we're very senior-led. We got a lot of older vets on our team, and they really want to leave this program with a good feeling. And we know we can't compete for postseason and stuff like that. And and just by looking, watching our guys in practice and in games, you can tell they're still playing for something. And they, they really want to leave this program better than what they found it. And some of these guys have been around the last four four years, some of them five years because of COVID. But um, great high-character guys in going with that regard because they very well could throw in the towel and just go out and hoop because it's it doesn't matter and everything like that. But they want to do it the right way and go out the right way. Yeah, so I had it written down to ask you about, I mean, without the postseason this year, um, how much are you trying to implement – getting younger guys some minutes um, versus trying to win the game today. And um, it's kind of a kind of a tough balance, but it sounds like you're you're really trying to get your seniors minutes. Yeah, it is a tough balance. Um, like I said, the seniors really want to leave this leave this team and program on a high note. And um, the younger guys. Uh, they're competing and working, but the best thing too is these seniors are also leading them, and they're teaching them the ins and outs of what not only goes into Division three basketball, but what just goes into college basketball in general. Um, and I think that goes overlooked sometimes. Uh, sometimes these young guys come in uh, ready to roll, but they don't know what it all entails at the next level. So I think having these senior leaders and helping them out and helping them go about things the right way is helping them prepare for that next step in Division Two. So, what are your favorite? Um, what's your favorite thing about coaching at this level or coaching at Sol Ross? Oh man! So, um, my coach, my assistant coach Jake Lopez, and I were sitting oh at lunch on the road. I think we were in Abilene, and one of our team rules is uh, cell phones up when we go eat in public. So we put all our cell phones on a table. And we all sit together and and uh, converse and have uh, human interaction instead of through the phone, you know. And it's really cool to sit back and watch them sometimes, because they're they're a great group of dudes, and they're just conversing, laughing, and uh, just creating long lasting friendships that you know that they probably never would have gotten if it wasn't for college basketball. So I think that's one of the biggest joys um, with college basketball is seeing all the connections and the network and the friendships that kind of 
kind of create and foster throughout life, you know, because even when my when I was a player, like some of my teammates, oh, honestly, all my teammates, we stay in touch. Like my JUCO guys, we we still have a group message. We all get on and and connect every once in a while. And and my Sol Ross, my Sol Ross buddies, man, we we try to take a river floating trip every summer. So um, it's really cool to see what college basketball and college athletics in general kind of bring to you know your your friendship and your network and everything like that at that level yeah there's this really famous clip of this boston college player who was a senior graduating and they asked him what he's going to miss most about the team and he kind of broke down into tears and then he said he's going to miss eating food with the team and uh (laughs) yeah man we try to eat good on the road we try to get some barbecue some some of those mom and pop stores we try try to stay away from the mainstream stuff you know so one of the games that I called, you had an elf costume on, fully decked out uh, for the holidays. I mean, yeah. and also, I mean, your picture whenever you first got hired from Sol Ross, you had a big old bolo tie. So <laughs> yep. how much fun is it to, I mean, how do you try and make it fun out there and, I mean, with what you wear and stuff too? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So that elf costume, uh, we were doing a toy drive for our game, so... so if it involves the kids and trying to help them out, I'm all for it. And and uh, so wearing that elf costume was a no-brainer. Um, a few years back, when I was an assistant under Carol, uh, the bear wore his Santa Claus Santa Claus costume for a toy drive out in at a UTP UTPB. And so I was like, "Hey, man! Like, instead of an ugly sweater, can I wear an elf costume with you?" He's like, "Oh, absolutely." So I had that L costume in the closet for some time and been waiting to break it out again. So that was the perfect time. And and then as far as the bolos, man, like I've been doing that since coming back here to Sol Ross. I'm not a big tie guy. Can't really tie ties very well, you know. So um, when I came down here, um, well, it was probably about a month before our first game and stuff like that. I asked Carol, I was like, hey, man, like, Instead of a tie, could I wear a bolo tie? Because I wanted to wear something. I, I didn't want to wear no tie at all and everything like that. And I knew my grandpa had some old bolo ties back home and stuff. So I asked him, and Carol's like, oh, absolutely. And so I hit up my grandpa, and he sent me a bunch of those bolos down. And, and now it's kind of just been a thing, I guess. Everyone everyone enjoys the bolo look and stuff like that. And, and it helps me not sit, uh, tie and ties no more. It is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, what does the recruiting trail look like for you and your assistants? Yeah, so we're going to be pretty busy. Um, one of the good things, I guess, to look at with us not being able to go postseason is we'll be able to hit the road a little bit earlier, um, go watch some end-of-the-season high school games as well as postseason. Um, so we're going to be on the road a lot. And the other thing, too, that's challenging for us is Jake is also our head tennis coach. So he's going to be, as soon as season's done, he's going to be doing tennis practice and trying to get on the road as much as he can for basketball. I mean, that dude works his works his tail off and everything like that. Great great assistant, great eye on the recruiting trail and everything like that. So, so that first part is mostly probably going to be me out on the road and everything like that. So uh, just trying to get out there, find our – find our players that will fit our system and uh, get ready for our Division Two first year in Division Two. 
Can you share a memorable moment that you have here in Alpine? As a player or as a coach? Um, I don't know. Either one, your favorite. Okay, I'll start off with uh, one of my favorite moments as a player. Um, is our junior year, we are going to Harden-Simmons, and it was basically the winner of that game clinches the West Division Championship. And they had – it was a Thursday night game. It was a beach-themed, everything like that, and it was in Abilene. And, there, I mean, they were a tough squad. We had great battles with them and everything like that. And and uh, very, very high-energy environment, one of the best environments I played in as a player. And right out of the gun, we went up, oh, probably 12, 15 points and kind of never looked back. And it was just a fun – it was a fun uh, – achievement because at the start of the year uh the conference ranked us as finishing dead last in the conference so they kind of we went in with no respect and everything like that which rightfully deserved because the year before that I mean wasn't a very successful year and it was coach Carroll's first year here and everything like that so um conference didn't really know what was going to go on but kind of flipped the script here in one year hosted and everything like that and it was is from that Harden Simmons game on the road and uh, a blast. Um, enjoyed it, got the win and everything like that. So that was fun. Um, as a coach, that's a tough one. As a coach, um, I think one of the most memorable moments as a coach that'll stick around with me for a, for quite some time was my first year as interim coach. Um, it was a very tough year. His first year of COVID, so we had dudes going in and out of COVID protocol and and trying to stay as healthy as we can, um, which is tough because when you have guys going to two weeks of quarantine, they're not doing anything, can't lift and everything like that. So we had some injuries and stuff like that. But at any rate, um, it was towards the start of the year. Uh, we had a little classic in at UT Dallas where we got to play make uh where we got to play UMHB and UT Dallas and we played UMHB uh they were our first game and that was our first game playing coach Carroll so it was a surreal moment being on opposite ends of them for for the first time you know and a lot of a lot of his players that he recruited like Tristan Jake and all them big Haas they were on playing for me still at Sol Ross so there was a lot of a lot to play for that game and and kind of a lot of just just kind of pride and yeah we can do this kind of a deal and so went out and I mean, our guys played their tails off, man. It was beautiful to watch. Uh, and we pulled away with a win. And and at the end of the game, Carol came up to me and said, hey, man, like, great game. Can I come in and talk to your guys? And that meant a lot to me. I was like, oh, absolutely. Because at the time, he's still is establishing that culture at UMHB, like that Sol Ross culture he wanted to bring over there. So... He went in and talked to our guys. Um, we had a pretty special moment in there and everything like that. And and that's that's probably the big one that sticks with me a lot was that first win uh, against Coach Carroll. And hopefully we get one more shot at him this year and hopefully we can end it on the right note too. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's, that's what it's all about in moments like those. Uh, 
you guys have a game coming up this Thursday at home. Um, what's a do the home game against Harden Simmons? Yeah, so Harden Simmons, um, very tough team. Uh, Matt Brack has done a great job with them. I think they're sitting at top of the conference right now. Um, very tall. Uh, they got a dude named Will Bartosek that's a dog, man. He's he's kind of a, a hybrid of a player. He can play inside, play outside. And um, they got a they got a very tall, tall cat named Austin Brewer who's who always gave us problems and he enjoys playing Sol Ross. I don't know what it is about our red uniforms, but he loves playing Sol Ross. So and um, they also got a kid, Justice, who's one of the best on ball defenders in the conference. So they're a very tough opponent, well coached. Um, we gave them a good run up in Abilene. Um, went into halftime with a lead, and unfortunately, just a couple things didn't go our direction the second half, uh, and um, they kind of pulled away with it at the end. So it was, it was a great battle. Um, our guys are definitely looking forward to it, just because they knew what we had up in Abilene. We had that opportunity. So. It's going to be a great, high-energy, intensive game. I mean, it's always fun playing Harden-Simmons. Like, like, like I said, I enjoyed playing them as a player. Um, and ever since then, those battles have been been battles, man. So they're not no easy team, not, not, not no slouches. So we're going to have to lace them up and bring our A game that night. Absolutely. And make sure you guys come out and check out the Lobos and, and come to that home game on Thursday against Harden Simmons. Like Coach said, it'll be a good matchup. Coach, you have anything else you want to leave us with? No, I just appreciate appreciate you, Ryan, having me on and, and uh, looking forward to having everyone out for the game and, and supporting our Lobos. And they're a great group of kids and uh, even the women, too. Support them as well. They're, they're a great group of young women. And... Uh, yeah, we can just enjoy all the support from Alpine as much as we can get. And and uh, if there's anything from you guys that we can do, just let us know. Absolutely. And thank you so much for coming on today. This has been Ramblin' Ryan Wild, and we're signing off.